Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, and welcome to day 51 of Hyaku Monogatari Kairankai, 100 Days, 100 Supernatural Stories. Tragedy is an integral component of ghost and supernatural stories, and while most of these stories are fiction, they are so often based on personal experience. Today's story, Facing Demons, is purely personal and heart-wrenching. Lauren Scharf tells us about a tumultuous and endearing relationship with a beloved aunt. Lauren Scharf has lived off and on in Japan and is currently renovating a Meiji-era farmhouse. She looks forward to the end of the pandemic, don't we all, so she can return to travel and arranging tours for visitors. Here is Lauren Scharf narrating her story, Facing Demons. From the time we first met when I was seven years old, my aunt played a huge role in my life. Although I only saw her for a couple of weeks a year, we communicated regularly by mail and later by phone. She was instrumental in opening my eyes to art, music, social justice, and much more. I thought she'd hung the moon, despite the increasing tension between her and my mother, her older sister. To my mother's credit, she rarely spoke negatively about my aunt, wisely recognizing that this would only serve to push me further toward her and away from my parents. For my part, I rarely said anything against my aunt, particularly keeping to myself the inevitable point in every visit, when she would fly into a rage and lash me with what I later came to understand was extreme verbal and emotional abuse. For many years, I believed I was responsible for those rages. After all, she said as much, and always had a seemingly valid reason for her anger, such as my arriving home a few minutes late, or choosing to spend some extra time with my grandfather, with whom she also had a very troubled relationship. It wasn't until I was in my twenties that I began to realize she had some serious issues, a realization that was borne out over and over again for the next thirty-odd years, as she became increasingly dependent on me to organize her life, despite the fact I lived thousands of miles away. My visits to her were always a roller coaster of love, gratitude, fury, and abuse. Had I not promised my grandfather that I would never abandon her, I'd have closed that chapter years ago. As she grew increasingly infirm, she began to speak of death frequently. She dreamed of potential paths to ending her life, often calling me to run through various scenarios. 
Knowing how much physical and emotional pain she was in, and on the advice of her therapist, I went along with her often imaginative plans, secure in the knowledge that her full-time caregivers, and later the nursing home staff, would prevent any definitive action on her part. As her mind began to lose its grasp on reality, my visits to the nursing home became more frequent, and also much more pleasant. Gone were the rants and rages, replaced by contrition, and a surprisingly gentle, if somewhat dark, sense of humor. Our conversations continued to focus on how she might hasten her departure, but the desperate edge had gone, leaving behind a woman ready to exit, knowing she had made peace with her demons. Things might have gone on like this indefinitely had it not been for COVID-19. Just a few months into the pandemic, I received a phone call that my aunt had passed away. I was not remotely prepared for this news, as I had spoken to her less than 10 days prior, and she had been her usual self. Why had no one bothered to call me to let me know my aunt was sick? I later learned that her nursing home, like many others, was under siege from the virus, with staff too sick to work, and patients, most of whom were already physically compromised, falling at unprecedented rates. I consoled myself, to some extent, by repeating the mantra, This is what she's wanted for years. But deep down, I wasn't ready to lose her, despite the stress and frustration our relationship had wrought. I went to bed and awoke a few hours later after a restless night, still coming to terms with the loss. At around 6 a.m., as I lay in bed feeling morose, my phone pinged with a text from my sister-in-law. She had never met my aunt, but had heard many stories over the years, most of them brutally negative. Her text asked if something had happened to my aunt. When I replied with the news of her death, I got an immediate response saying she'd thought as much as she had just heard a very clear voice in her head that she somehow knew was my aunt's, asking her to tell my niece that I'm dancing. I could only interpret this as a message meant to reassure me she was where she wanted to be, finally free from what she'd long believed to be a miserable existence. I stopped fretting and let go of both my sadness and 40-plus years of anger. At the last, my aunt had chosen to free us both. Oh, Lauren, I'm so sorry for your loss. But I'm also so grateful that your aunt is free from the demons that tortured her. This stupid pandemic has caused so much tragedy, so much needless pain. But I'm glad your aunt found a way to take away some of yours. Tomorrow is a poem about a local haunting in a town outside of Chicago, Illinois. Thank you for listening today. Please follow Japanese Ghost Stories on Twitter. Please like this podcast, and I'll see you tomorrow. Tomorrow.